0: This is Ben Max from Gotham Gazette.
1: And I'm Jarrett Murphy from City Limits, and Ben, Mayor de Blasio, has spent this week in the Bronx. Uh, he earned points from me for refusing Yankees paraphernalia. He's a proud Red Sox fan, and I Boston have to guys. Salute, salute him for that. What stands out in your mind from the Mayor's uh, week on the mainland, as it is there? Yeah,
0: I mean, I think the Bronx is a fascinating place. I mean, each borough is interesting in its own way. Um, You know, there's tricky sort of politics in the Bronx because the mayor and the borough president, Ruben Diaz Jr., have not gotten along very well, and Diaz Jr. has been a big critic of the mayor and was considering running against him, although he's dropped that consideration. Um, So that's fascinating, as well as other dynamics in the borough with, you know, it being home to State Senator Jeff Klein of the IDC, who's a very controversial figure. I think the mayor wants sort of nothing to do with at this point, and he hasn't had any FaceTime that I've seen with Klein, who's been in Albany so far, uh, at least Monday through Wednesday this week, with a lot of things swirling there. So there's, you know, tricky politics up there. But then also, um, you know, it's very interesting to see what the mayor, when he does these weeks in the different boroughs, like what he chooses to highlight and what events he does. You know, for example, um, he toured Arthur Avenue, uh, and he highlighted the fact that under his administration, fines on small businesses are way down. And that's been one of the mayor's biggest accomplishments, I think, that they've done a very poor job of highlighting. So it was sort of smart to do. So I thought, you know, that was interesting.
1: The focus on placard abuse, which came up in the Bronx, which is interesting because my neighborhood, <coughs> Norway of the Bronx, is, uh, is kind of an epicenter for that. There are a lot of cops and firefighters who seem to be active a lot of the time of the day, according mm-hmm. to the placards you see. And there are people on my, on my block, actually, who are very... Uh, very upset about that. Um, So he interestingly talked about this crackdown on placards and of course instantly the comeback is well you just you know gave 50,000 DOE employees uh, a right to to have them and basically you're investigating a problem that you have just exacerbated. Right.
0: So this is really interesting that they held a press conference uh, on Wednesday to say yes we're giving out tens of thousands more placards to public employees but we're announcing a whole new a scheme for cracking down on parking placard abuse. Um, it seemed like perhaps that there's been not only a building sort of uproar through social media and some people paying more attention like, you know, New York One's Errol Lewis who writes a Daily News column, wrote a column about it and asked the mayor about it um, on New York One, but you know, so not only that, but then there was a lot of attention to this settlement that the administration reached with, with um, ed- Department of Education employees to release these new placards. So the mayor, I think, was feeling some pressure about the other side of the coin. How are we going to make sure these aren't abused? Because he, as he said, it's become a pretty bad culture of abuse. Um, so that was, that was sort of fascinating. But again, you know, he's having that event in the Bronx. He did a a graffiti washing event afterward. Okay, fine, you know, that's a concern for people, quality of life thing. Um, but you sort of, you know, it's fascinating to watch the mayor and what he decides to sort of celebrate versus sort of the more mundane things he decides to have events on. Um, is there anything going on up there that you think he Well, you know,
1: I think it's interesting. You mentioned how uh, interesting the politics of the Bronx are because people have an impression of the Bronx as, you know, the six to ten story you know, tan brick apartment building and that is a big part of the Bronx, certainly the Western Bronx, but the East Bronx is very suburban, looks a lot more like Queens, politics can be a bit more conservative Um, and also, you know, transit access is a big issue in the Bronx because while the West is relatively well served by the D and the the 4 train, um, the farther out east you get, the harder it is to get to a train line. There are Metro North stations coming in soon to the East Bronx but that's more expensive and It was fitting, I think, that he was in that borough that has this kind of bifurcated access to our transit system um, during a week when, when transit stuff was in general coming up, and you had a chance to ask him a question that was transit related.
0: Right. I asked him, you know, he's talked a lot lately and over the course of his morality about, you know, encouraging people to not drive because the streets and roads are so congested and dangerous, and he's got, you know, a whole Vision Zero agenda for reducing traffic fatalities that's actually. Another good, you know, uh, gone well for him, and so I said, you know, what do you say to the criticism that you're not really leading by example by taking the subway more yourself? I mean, he he rarely takes it. Um, the new Second Avenue subway line goes right near Gracie Mansion, or at least closer than any subway line they've had before, up all the way, you know, on the Upper East Side. There, he celebrated its opening, but I don't think he's taken it since. Um, and, you know, his response basically was, New Yorkers don't really care about that because they want me to use my time most efficiently. Uh, and he sort of alluded to the fact that he has to go to the gym in park slope most mornings. He did. He said, you know, my, my life is well documented. People sort of know my routine. He sort of alluded to that without directly saying it. And there's a lot of, I think, outrage about how the mayor spends his time, at least for people who really watch and pay attention. And, you know, sort of once some of that was going on on Twitter yesterday, I mean, the the responses to him saying that uh, were a lot of dismay.
1: Yeah, you know, I think I don't have a lot of patience for the kind of showmanship of politics of the, you know, the elected official riding the subway every day or pretending to. I mean, the Times famously staked out Mayor Bloomberg and realized that, yes, he does often take the train, but he gets a ride there. Um, Right. He gets a ride to the express station as opposed to the local. Um, You know, I I don't think it's something the mayor would be expected to do every day because he's got a big job. But it is interesting that he does it so rarely because it is so... Uh, fundamental of frustration for New Yorkers, but what people are feeling about the subways. I mean, something people have always felt, but increasingly so. And it really is that the kind of personal level of frustration is something one needs to experience, just to sense the the real anger that's there on the platforms. And so I think it might be a healthy thing for him to do. Uh, But you guys have written in the past about the fact that his approach to transit and granted, the MTA is not officially his problem. Um, has been somewhat, I think your word was, piecemeal.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that we, we use the word piecemeal, and that was something that was sort of said to us over and over again when, when the question arose for me and for Gotham Gazette, you know, does the mayor have a transportation agenda? Or is it that because of the MTA... It's almost impossible for a mayor to have a cohesive transportation agenda unless he's really directly involved in the mta decision-making process and so i actually posed that question to him even with that caveat and he said well we do have a a robust transportation agenda and he cited city bike expansion his ferry plan and the light rail coming to part of the brooklyn queens waterfront as the three main pieces, which most people already knew, but he acknowledged in real time, he said, but you know what, that's a fair criticism because I haven't put it all together to show what that agenda looks like. So he's definitely got sort of some questions there. It's not like other pieces like affordable housing or education where he's got a more coherent vision and agenda
1: out there. And and, His predecessor, obviously, the most high-profile part of his transportation agenda was congested pricing, congestion pricing, which was also one of his most spectacular failures, the chance that the mayor took to have a cohesive vision about funding for transit and reducing traffic, and it blew up in his face. Um, and I think, you know, that's a cautionary tale to anyone who will wander down the same, the same road. Obviously, what's interesting about this furor over transit in the past few weeks is it might be one of the few times, at least in the first three years of de Blasio's mayoralty, where he has actually landed a blow against Governor Cuomo and and kind of made it stick.
0: To an extent, certainly. I mean, one of the big questions around transit politics and policy is who do New Yorkers blame for the subway woes, right? And there's polling out there that says most most New Yorkers by a slim margin still think the mayor controls the subways versus the governor. And I think there was a recent New York One Baruch poll that sort of put it fairly even. Who do you blame for the recent subway woes? And it was like 30-something percent mayor, 30-something percent governor, and 30-something percent both, neither, I don't know, something like that. Um, but the mayor has very much made it a priority almost every time he's asked about it to say, I just want to remind everybody that the MTA is state-run. And that's caused additional tension with Cuomo, of course. But we've seen the governor sweat a bit lately because there's been all these breakdowns and people are realizing, I mean, we're in, we're in dangerous territory here. I, I, I don't know what happens now because I think everybody's realizing, including the governor and the MTA, that they're like big, robust... billion capital plan might be nice, but we need, like, an emergency operation here.
1: Yeah, no, I think it's a crisis, and I think that's one of the things that people would realize if they they rode the trains and the buses. And, you know, as you mentioned, there is some tension uh, going back with the mayor and governor about funding and and the city's contribution to the capital plan um, that goes back a ways. One thing I wonder is, uh, you know, with the election for the mayor this year, and the governor for next year, to what extent this will be an issue—that is, whether the mayor wants ownership or not—is put on his plate, and therefore what he what he does with it. You know, can you avoid owning the issue, but somehow somehow run on it? Right. Um, and there is, you know, there is a plan out there to try to. Improve the financial resources at the MTA's disposal. That's the Move New York plan, mm-hmm. which calls for tolling the East New York bridges. Not the same thing as congestion pricing, but some similar ideas. Uh, a plan that has been, you know, bandied about for decades, really, to change the distortion that having some free bridges and some charged bridges causes, and create some money for for mass transit. It's a much better sort of politically packaged plan that congestion pricing was, it still doesn't seem to be getting very much traction in Albany. But that is something that if the mayor, I guess, wanted to throw a hill Mary, he could he could get behind or he could compose some alternative to that.
0: Possibly. So the Move New York plan that you mentioned is is has a lot of support from sort of more objective experts, but then when you get it in front of politicians, there's a lot of political concerns, right? And I think that's where the mayor is very leery to upset, you know, a lot of his Brooklyn base, perhaps, that doesn't have to pay when they drive over the East River Bridges, you know. Um, I'm not sure exactly what's keeping the mayor from endorsing Move New York, but he has explicitly promised a congestion-fighting plan, like other plans with the mayor. Who knows when we're going to actually get the details, but he's said it during his stay of the city in February that in the coming weeks, maybe he said months, will be putting out a congestion fighting plan, and he has alluded to it several times since. So that'll be very interesting to watch because we're now almost at the end of May. We're in the we're in the election season. I mean, we're there. As much as it's fairly quiet because the mayor's competition is minimal in the Democratic primary, this is gonna be a key campaign issue, and whatever he puts out on congestion is gonna be part of the discussion. Um, and then also, you know, one of the mayor's Democratic opponents, Sal Albanese, former city council member, has sort of been railing with whatever audience he can get about how the mayor is not doing enough on mass transit and not enough to push the governor, or people say because of the mayor's bad relationship with the governor, New York City is getting screwed.
1: I think what's interesting about this too is that the federal dimension comes into it, right? You have Governor Cuomo Writing asking for basically emergency action on Penn Station. Obviously, the question of how the Trump administration is going to approach funding for the Gateway Project. Um, you know, some of these projects controlled by the port, which is the bi-state entity. There are so many um, players at the table here um, that you you wonder if this is. Finally, the episode that will force the mayor and governor to reach some sort of uh, detente uh, because they really can't do it on their own. They both kind of meet each other. Um, Maybe that's wishful thinking, but maybe they all took a subway ride together. I mean, yeah, yeah, you always make good friends on the subway. Yeah, Yeah.
0: sometimes. Um, I think, you know, it was amazing when they were going back and forth over the funding of the MTA capital plan. They sort of finally got to an agreement. It had all sorts of... um, you know, the aspects to it where the mayor was insisting that the money wouldn't be raided by the governor that they were putting, that the city was going to put in. And, you know, there were all sorts of negotiations that they actually got to a compromise. That was maybe a year and a half, two years ago now. So now it's sort of time maybe for another coming together. but. Uh, I don't. I don't see that in the tea That's maybe like uh, you know Red Sox fans and Yankee fans uh, so, getting together.
1: So Ben, when you're on the subway and you're sitting in the tunnel uh, for minute after minute, not moving, uh, starting to wonder if you'll ever get to move. Mm-hmm. They make one of two announcements. It's not about blaming the governor or the mayor. It's either dispatch or a sick passenger. So, the choice is yours. Who is responsible for our transit woes, well, dispatch or the sick passenger?
0: I, I I always blame the dispatch.
1: Okay, I blame the sick passenger. You know, get it together. Get you're, ha- you're heartless I though. am,
0: truly.